Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I had the great privilege of attending a conference where Ken Fish was one of the speakers and the first day he spoke about Daniel and how Daniel managed to navigate in the court of the king. So it's interesting, this is not a super obvious point perhaps, but Daniel went to the head of the eunuchs, the chief of the eunuchs, to protest his food. Well, most likely he went to the chief of the eunuchs because he himself had been eunuched, which is not a fun thing to think about. But he also is described as being a boy. And since manhood uh, becomes a thing for the Jewish male population at 13 with their bar mitzvah, he would have presumably been under 13 when he was both uh, torn from his homeland had his physical body affected permanently, and then was impressed into service with the foreign king who had done all of this to him. And yet he had the amazing capacity as a godly young man who had been trained apparently incredibly well by his parents to be able to say, I am worshiping the true God. This is what my mindset is going to be. I I worship with what I eat and you can test me in this. It also says that he was a handsome boy, I think. Uh, and certainly after his 10-day diet as a vegan, he was even more handsome. But it was interesting how Ken said he he took care of himself to the extent that he could. He didn't go about dressed in sackcloth and with ashes on his head. He He did what he could with what was in his hand. And I think about this also because the reality is he was serving in the court of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar was not a kind, benevolent ruler who was just after world peace. (laughs) Maybe world domination, but not world peace. And yet the Lord put him in the courts and Daniel thrived because he gave good advice to the king because he sought the king's welfare. I've been thinking about this too, because in the Old Testament, what it says to the children of Israel after they have been brought into captivity, it says to seek the peace of the city, to seek the welfare of the city, because in its welfare, you find your life. Like This is so interesting that it doesn't say, you know what, those Babylonians, you're right, they really do hate me and I want them to be destroyed. No, what God says is seek the peace of the city where you find yourself. And this continues actually to kind of boggle my mind that a city that was bent on destroying the populations around it, a city that was rapacious and destructive, that the Lord is like, no, you're going to work for the good of that city. You're going to actually do what you can to help that city thrive. And So this challenges me because what it says is that you actually, wherever you find yourself, you want to be blessing that place and bringing the kingdom of God to bear in it. Even if your ruler is as corrupt as Nebuchadnezzar, that you think about like, what would that be like for Daniel? Nebuchadnezzar was, I'm going to assume, way worse than really any maybe not any modern governor, but if I think about uh, Mugabe from several, you know, years ago, or Hitler, like bad, bad people. I don't know if, I don't know if I would classify Nebuchadnezzar as Hitler. And yet, 
he was really bad. He was really a bad guy. And yet here's Daniel serving him and saying, I want the peace of this city. And so I don't really have a, a, an answer for this. This is a passage that really makes me uncomfortable. Um, you know, I think there are certain places where you feel like, well, you have been misgoverned for so long. Like surely the chickens should come home to roost. And I, I'm confessing that to my shame that there is that part of me that wants, um, wants the law of sowing and reaping to be playing out accurately. And I do think that God is a God of righteousness and justice. So I'm not going to say that that's entirely bad. And yet I also think God is a God of mercy and compassion. And so why would I not want to be exercising that aspect of his nature and character? And so, Lord, you are stretching me in this. You're stretching me, God. And so I ask that you would make me limber enough that when I stretch, that my tendons wouldn't snap (laughs) and that I would at all times have more of the mind of Christ. And so I thank you, Jesus, for how good you are. I thank you for your kindness to us. I give you praise, Lord. Amen.